Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. And Sunday's game was, you know, it was pretty much, it was really interesting. Like the Eagles, they started off the game really bad. They're down 16-0. And then, you know, Jalen Hurt, Jalen Hurt showed what, why he's like, he's been playing so well in this offense. He's able to bring the team back. He tied the game at 26-26 and then, you know, the game was kind of, you didn't know what was going to happen, who was going to score the next points. The Cardinals ended up scoring the 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 touchdown, and then, you know, it was a seven-point deficit, and, you know, you thought the Eagles would, they had multiple drives to try to at least tie it and either go kick the extra point or go for two, and it really didn't happen. And the one thing that stood out to me in that the whole performance was once again, Doug Peterson's play calling got it affected the way affected the game. In the first half, he was you know very effective. You know what he was doing. He was getting he's scheming the guys to get open, and they're getting open. And Jalen Hurts was hitting them in stride. And then the second half is basically what happened last week in the Saints game. It was just it was just a clusterfuck basically. The the offense would get a drive going and then it would stall out with either penalty or yeah, it was just, and then those last two, the third down and fourth down, I was like, you know, I was livid because you know, why try to go for, to go for a Hail Mary on two consecutive plays where you can get at least get half the yardage back and on fourth down, it's a much more, you know, manageable and you can, you could probably run a slant or something or a, like a post in the end zone, but the Arizona Cardinals knew where it was coming. Their one pass was dropped by Dallas Goddard, but you know the Eagles they 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 keep on showing why they're such a you know very inconsistent team, and it's probably not gonna we're we're probably gonna be in the same situation against Dallas and Washington. So yeah, it's like. What what needs to change? Well, I'll hand it over to you and give your have you give your thoughts on the game. Well, um, you're seeing a lot of the same stuff with Doug Peterson as you have all year. Um, something that I've noticed is just even the last two games with Hurts is the offense has obviously looked a ton better. You're also seeing. Hold on one second. Um, hold on. Oh, it's an ad on a fucking website. My bad. I have to edit that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Where were we we at? No, I was just recapping the what we're about the Cardinals game. So. Oh, okay. So. uh, On to that. Right. Right. So it was. It was mostly Doug Peterson. Same stuff you've seen in. Something I've noticed is the the offense getting out to these strong starts, um, both the games, and then the second half you're seeing not many adjustments by Doug Peterson. So 37 first half points, 13 second half points, you know, combined the last two games. It's tough to, you know, be consistent on offense whenever you can't continue that success into the second half. So when I, when I look at this team, I still see, you know, a lot of holes. And Jalen Hurts right now, I mean, he's, he looked great. He, he looked really good, but – he still had had to mask a lot of issues and pass protection has been, I think a little better, but, and you know, another big reason is, 
you have a quarterback that can diagnose the path, you know, the breakdowns and pass rush a lot better than what Carson Wentz was able to. So um, going forward, I mean, they still obviously have a, a, a decent chance to win the division. If, if the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Washington football team lose to, um, if they lose to the Panthers, then the, this thing's wide open. And right now I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you might see uh, week 17 for the division with, with Washington and Philly. And I'm still like really torn on, on how I feel about that because on, on one hand, um, you know, at least I guess Jalen Hurts would get a playoff start. Um, I guess there's something to be said for that, but I just don't want to lose out on this draft position for, for that. You know, um, I think, I think it's much more important just to, try to get this team better and you, you know going forward you know you've got whether it's Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz it's looking like you know most likely it's going to be Hurts forward unless something changes but um you, know, you at least know that that quarterback position is figured out I mean you, you know you're not going to have to go look for a quarterback in the draft which I don't know if they ever would have anyway regardless of what Hurts did um yeah or in the plans but yeah so the, the loss to the Cardinals um I think at the end of the day, it was probably a good thing. You know, they showed a lot on offense, um, especially in the first half. They they came out, you know, that slow start was brutal. And yeah. something has plagued this team for a while, a while, you know, these slow starts. And you just look at the first three drives. Of, um, defense comes out, forces a fumble. Then they, you know, they take the safety. And that first drive was absolutely disgusting. Takes the safety. Defense forces another punt, then we got a punt, and then the you know the defense gives up the touchdown, then we got the block punt, they score again. So it's hard to it's hard to win games when you're behind the eight ball like that. And you can look at, at Jalen Hurts' performance and forget that about that that start. But that start happened because this is not a good football team still. <laughs> yeah, and I think if we're playing a much a much better quarterback, I think um it's probably a blowout. I think it's probably the only reason why it's like a it was a close game is because you know Kyler Murray he's in his second year he's still learning stuff in the NFL so I'm kind of like but they're the Cardinals they're a good team like they're eight and six they've beaten they've beaten the Seahawks and all these other teams so it's kind of like like you're saying like this team ever since since the 2018 season they've been very they're a very slow starting team, and mm-hmm. I think as fans, we're just looking for like you know a strong start, like against the Saints. That was a the way that game started was amazing. They're up seventeen zero, but in the second half, the defense kind of you know let up, and the offense really didn't do 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 anything at all, and we were able to escape that game. But I just think having the draft pick is so like you know. Is so important because you you'll be able to whoever whatever position they pick they'll be able to help the team like wide receiver it's kind of an unknown we know that Alshon and Deshaun are going to be gone next year that's just that's a given so now you're going to be riding with young guys like Ward, uh, Fulgham, Rager, Hightower, Watkins and then do you want to add another you can add a a young wide receiver in free agency and then draft one and either Devontae Smith, Smith or J- Jamar Chase. So it's kind of like 
who do you what what do you want to help the defense out or do you want to help the offense out? Because I I think the defense is as bad as the injuries were in the secondary. You know you had you had some guys you know Michael Michael Jacay he kind he showed what he's worth but we don't know if that's going to be sustainable. Right, I thought Jacquet looked pretty good, um, or Jacket, or however you say his name. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he looks. You know, I, he had a tough task. Obviously, he gave up some big plays, but overall, he was he was competitive. You know, and he he was making some decent plays out there. But um, like you said, um, and I just want to go back to um, what you, the point you're making about the wide receiver core, because obviously Alshon and, and Deshaun they're gone. Like you said, I mean. Yeah. It, Financially, it doesn't make any sense to keep them, especially with the production or lack thereof that they're giving. Um, so when you look at this wide receiver core going forward, it's it's a bunch of guys who are really unproven or or really young. You know, like you got Travis, Greg Ward, and, and Rager. These are some talented guys. That, you know, they can do some things. But, again, you're going to have a gigantic question mark over this wide receiver corps. And they don't have the money to really go out and, and, and get a free agent wide receiver. And I'm not, I'm not sure who's available, but um, the the draft is really going to be their only way to to get some young talent on this offense at wide receiver. And that is, I mean, that's something that I don't care who's at quarterback. You can't, you cannot continue to have success on an offense when you're starting guys like Greg Ward or I know Travis Fulgham has become a fan favorite and I, I like him you know he's a nice story but he's not a fantastic player we probably overrated him pretty quickly just based on you know a short stretch of games and I don't feel comfortable with that wide receiver corps going into 2021 and yeah. I don't think anyone should because there's just there's so little talent and, and there's not a lot of ways for this team to get talent on the on the team through free agency just looking at some of the uh, available free agents I mean, A.J. Green will be out there. Do you really want a part of him? I don't. Um, T.Y. Hilton, don't want any part of him. Allen Robinson is a, you know, he's great, but he's going to price himself out of Philly. So there's not this, the list you look like, Larry Fitzgerald, Sammy Watkins, Marvin Jones, Rashard Perryman, Corey Davis. These are not, you know, it's not a great crop of free agent wide receivers. And the only one that's, that's you know, top 10, top 15, top 20, Allen Robinson, I mean, he's going to, he's going to command way more than Philly can pay him. So. Yeah, and I think – No, go ahead, yeah. The one guy I'm kind of, you know, interested in is Corey Davis. You know, he was – in those first few years in the NFL, he wasn't really productive. But if you look at what he's been doing this week, this year and these past few weeks, he's kind of like, you know, showing showing what he's he's capable of. And I, I think, agree with you there, for sure. I think Corey Davis has – this year he's shown a lot more, and I, I would be interested in that at the right price. Yeah, I think he would uh I think he's either unrestricted free agent or somewhere around there, but I think he would be a good, you know, a good I like you said at the right price. I think he would be a good fit here. You know, he's not he's a vet, but he's not one of those like old vets. He's pretty one of those young vets, so he kind of mm-hmm. knows the ins and outs. And one person, one receiver I think we're forgetting about is Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, we dra- we traded for him, but he opted out because of COVID and he just had a newborn. So that's kind of like, I like to see, I've seen what he's done, like watching it as highlights. If he's, he's a guy who can, you know, take the top off the defense. But once again, he has those injury problems, which is like, can you really rely on him? And I think that's what the Eagles tried to do this year. They got all these wide receivers and 
these young wide receivers, and they thought they could, you know, use them, and they didn't. You know, Quez Watkins, he showed his speed on that touchdown, but we don't know if if that's going to be – if we can count on, on him next year. That's why we need, like – that's why we need, like, a vet in the wide receiver room. We can't just keep on counting on these young guys to keep on holding it up and counting on these old in, injury-prone guys to keep – you know, counting on them, which we can't. And it's like the Eagles are really, since losing Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, they kind of fumbled on the wide wide receiver position. Like it's something that's been probably been, we've been snake bitten since T.O. leaving. Like we haven't had somebody like him. You can look at Alshon Jeffrey in 2017. Yeah, but he kind of only – he only, like, he started to stand out after, like, after he he was playing these, like, these top cornerbacks. So it's kind of like – Well, and especially with him, he didn't even have 1,000 yards that year. I mean, I thought he was a wide receiver one, you know, you know, for what it, you know, for what it's worth. But he still didn't have 1,000 yards. He only had, like, 67 catches or something. Like, I yeah. mean, just statistically raw numbers, I mean – yeah, he was good that year. He, he was a lot better than his numbers were, I would say. You know, and that does happen. But man, can't we just get a wide receiver that has fourteen hundred yards and eighty catches and twenty twelve? <laughs> Is yeah. that ask, man? I just, I don't, man. I don't know. Yeah, and just the Eagles should just cut JJ. He really, he's been healthy, oh. healthy scratch. He's been. He's been in, suited up in uniform, but hasn't even touched the ball. So it's kind of like that was a really, that was a really bad draft pick. Well, back to back, Dillard right before him too, because it looks like it looks like a seventh round pick that has never played football before is going to be better than Andre Dillard. So I mean, what are you going to do there? You're going to have yeah. Your- so it's kind of like these past few drafts have been very, you know. Sure, you've had like guys like Miles Sanders come out of there, and who's been you know a game changer. But that's that's probably it. Like even even with the Eagles getting three Pro Bowl selections yesterday, the funny thing is it wasn't even Howie Roseman's pick; it was Andy Reid's pick. He yep, picked zero. all those guys, so it's kind of showing like Howie Roseman really doesn't know what he's doing. And you know, we saw the report; I think it was on Saturday saying that John Dorsey has been. They hired him as a consultant, and, you know, we don't know what exactly he's doing. If he's the one who's actually – he poached Travis Fulgham from the Green Bay Pack practice squad, and so it's kind of like like I've been saying and we've been saying for the past few episodes, this front office is an unmitigated disaster, and maybe – you can you can you can keep John Dorsey. I don't know if that's going to be possible because he's been linked with other GM jobs around the NFL. So it's kind of like, what do we do? Well, I hope he at least can stick around for this draft. Um, maybe, and I think some teams might be a little hesitant to bring him on um, maybe this late into their process because I mean a lot of these a lot of teams are, are gearing up for their off season already. You know, this their seasons. Their season's pretty much over, you know. They're they're really starting to gear up towards the draft, and I don't know if I don't know if it would make a lot of sense for Dorsey to to leave at this stage, and you know, in the year to to go to a new team. So 
if he's able to stay, at least for this draft, I think he'll help. And I know that there's a lot of pushback from some Philly media about John Dorsey and about how he um, drafts, you know, players with character concerns or like players that are pieces of shit, whatever. I know it's kind of like a controversial take, but I I really don't care what my play, what my team's players do off the field. Like, I don't want them to be choir boys, man. I don't care what yeah. their was. And a lot of these players, they grew up in extremely, extremely tough environments. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, and just, like, worry so much about what this – like, what Tyreek Hill did in college or what Joe Mixon did in college, which I know Mixon wasn't a Dorsey pick, but – like just examples of that. Like people want to latch onto that type of stuff, and you know these players make mistakes. They're still young, so when when people bring that type type of stuff up, it's like, man, you're you're just looking for reasons to to shit on the guy. And look at what, look what he does, like as player evaluation, and that's fine. You know, you can't predict what some of these players will do. You know what I mean? Like you can't predict what, when players are going to do. You know, awful things. So. Yeah. You could you could draft someone who has zero character concerns and like Ray Rice for instance he had zero character concerns as far as I know coming out of college and yeah. we saw what happened with him so you never know what's going to happen so character concerns are what they are mm-hmm. but what I'm looking at is John Dorsey's talent evaluation and when you look at some of the guys he's drafted man he knows wide receivers and he knows running backs so I, I'm 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 cool with it man as long as as long as Howie Roseman isn't the strongest voice in that room still and I I don't know if John Dorsey will be around long enough to really overrule Howie, but I, I hope he tries to. Yeah, and, you know, you're right, and people are saying, like, trying to, you know, cast aspersions on John Dorsey for that Tyreek Hill pick, but he's still he was able, still able to draft Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. The Wizarding, the, the reigning Super Bowl champions. like, And he also traded for Odell Beckham Jr. and traded for Jarvis Landry. So, he 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 knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's he got fired from the Chiefs and the Browns, but he was able to get some pieces there and something that the Eagles haven't done in a very long time. So hopefully he can have a say in the draft process. I think he will. And he'll probably be somebody like a Joe Douglas, you know. He'll probably be up with Howie Roseman at the podium after the draft, explaining the draft picks and everything. So... I hope he stays on. I don't think he will, but somebody needs to be in the room with Tyler Roseman and kind of, you know, hold his feet to the fire when it comes to these draft picks. And Yeah, go ahead. Why did you think that they waited so long to release this information? Like, who do you think released it and why? I think it was Howie's people from inside the Eagles organization because I think Howie's doing whatever he can to try to take the blame off of him and put it somewhere else and have people, you know, talk about that and not his failures as a GM. And I also think that Carson Wentz report early early Sunday morning was something to do with Howie because I don't think having seen Carson play and seeing him talk, I don't think he's he knows that he's been playing like trash this whole season. He he got banned for it. But I think he's the type of guy who's willing to, you know, to fight for the job. I, I I truly believe there's going to be a quarterback competition in the in training camp. Like you, people have been saying, it'll probably be iron sharpening iron. And I do think Wentz will come back with you know kind of like a oh this is what you do to me you you give me the, all this money and then eight months later you ended up drafting a guy in the second round 
And it's kind of like, you know, he'll probably – the one thing I think he needs to work on is he needs to work with, like, a guy like Jordan Palmer who's been working with Josh Allen. And look what Josh Allen is doing right now. So he needs to work with, like, one of these quarterback leaders to, like, you know, you know, be more accurate. And, you know, I think that's the one thing he needs to work on is being more accurate. But other than that, I think – I don't. I I doubt that report of him being pissed off and wanting wanting to be traded is something coming from like somebody like Harry Roseman. Yeah, and and people are treating it as if Wentz came out and like said it himself, like in the interview. These are not his words. You don't know if these are his words. These are reports, man. And who can, you know? I'm sure he's like, man. If I'm not going to be a starter, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm sure he says shit like that, and I would feel the same way. Like. I mean, he still probably – he knows he pl- he's playing bad, but he still knows that what he can do. And players like him, they're not going to be like, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good enough to play. They're never yeah. going to believe that. So if he's sitting there telling people, yeah, man, if I'm not going to be a starter next year, like, like I, I don't know if I want to be here. Well, he <laughs> – and that's a tough situation if he does feel that way. I don't necessarily blame him, mm-hmm. but also – I would hope that he kind of treats that he would use that as fuel and want to and want to succeed here. But I was I was thinking about this um, yesterday, and I, I still believe in Carson Wentz. I still believe in his talent. But when I look at like the path path of success for Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts' path of success here is going to be a lot easier than Carson Wentz's because even if Wentz does win this job back the spotlight is going to be on him like it's never been before. He's going to be under a microscope like he's never been before. I know he ha- he was under a microscope with Nick Foles, but everyone knew that was his team. At the end of the day, we knew it was Carson Wentz's team. Everyone in the locker room knew it was Carson Wentz's team. Even Nick Foles said that this is Carson's team. So Exactly. But but now you're you're – you're coming off a season where you got benched, where the guy that replaced you looked quite a bit better. He's younger. He's cheaper. He's got, you know, he's obviously very talented. So when I look at the path of success for Carson Wentz, it it, it worries me that even no matter how talented he is, I'm not sure he'll ever be able to have success here again. And it's going to be an uphill battle for him the whole way. And for Jalen Hurts, he's already gotten, I mean, he's already captured the city. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, WIP is, is eating it up, man, because it, it's validating everything that they that they were spewing. All the shit where it's oh it's only Carson Wentz and look at what look how great Jalen Hurts is so I think it's going to be difficult for Wentz I I hope he I hope he does have success here and I hope that I think still I still believe best case for this team is that Carson Wentz gets back to what we saw 2017 2018 2019 and get back to that player because that is going to make things I think a little bit easier mm-hmm. as long as he's able to win and as long as he's able to continue to sustain that success but. You know, at the play devil's advocate against myself, it's it ever stops that success. You know, Jalen Hurts is right there. So I think these two can can survive on the same team for a short period of time. But I think you have to play out this offseason with them both on the roster. See see what happens. See who the starter is. If Wentz takes over 2021, he's the starter weeks one through five or whatever. He's looking perfect. He's looking great. And your team's winning. Then you deal Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. If the if the opposite happens, Jalen Hurts takes over. He looks great, you know. Then you look for ways to get rid of Wentz during that season because you can trade him during the season. I think that would I think it would ha- I, you know I don't I don't see why it would be impossible. Or if you don't even want to wait that long, just do it in the preseason. 
So I think the Eagles have options. I don't think it, you immediately have to get rid of Carson Wentz just because Jalen Hurts has had 10 quarters of, of pretty good play. And like you said, if Carson Wentz plays well weeks one through five, then he's the quarterback the rest of the season. But if he doesn't play well weeks one through five, Jalen Hurts come in, comes in and he also doesn't play well, then you're kind of stuck in what do we do? Do we stay with Carson Wentz or do we, do we go with Jalen Hurts? And I think – as much as I love Carson Wentz, and I do, I think I see more uh, success around Jalen Hurts because of his legs. You know, also look what he was—he's doing with—he's doing with Alshon and and Greg Ward and Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins. All these guys are, you know, playing, starting to play well. And you know, this offseason will be very interesting and in how how the Eagles play it, how everything plays out for the Eagles, and, you know, what they do to at least try to bring this team up to what it is now and at least try to not be – try to be a playoff contender, maybe not a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Next year, I think they're maybe two years away from back to being Super Bowl contenders, but at least try to make the playoffs next year and, you know – the Eagles, they really put themselves into this mess. They didn't really need to do that. But, yeah, here we are. Half the fan base is clamoring for Jalen Hurts to be the starter. Half of the clam- fan base is clamoring for Carson Wentz to be traded. And it's, you know, this offseason is going to be very fun for us covering the team and everything. And also for the beat the beat writers and the reporters and the national media. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a lot of drama. I mean, the Eagles are in a tough place. To talk. And they, it seems like the Eagles are one of the teams that get talked about a lot. You know, they, they seem to always have some some sort of exciting offseason for, for some reason or another. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the draft still, man. I, I, um, I really want to get into the, the tape of these guys. I, I don't know. I just want to ask you real quick. Are you more partial to Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith? What do you think? Um, you know, Honestly, I watch a lot of their games, and I'm fine with either guy. Like, I, I know right. what I can do. I think I think Devontae Smith will probably go a little bit higher because he's playing this year, and he's playing really well. He, I think he'll he, – I think he has a pretty good shot of winning the Heisman, but I, th- I think he'll go to quarterback. But Jamar Chase, he opted out this year, so it's kind of – as good as he is, you don't know what he's going to produce in the NFL where Devonta Smith, you kind of know what he's going to do. But I'm good with either one. And also another guy that's being, you know, thrown under the carpet is Jalen Waddle. He's one of those – he's a speed guy, but he he tours ACL. So he's kind of mm-hmm. – that's one of those things where you kind of have to play it safe. Honestly, man, with the Sidney Jones uh, PTSD, I'm good on an injured player, man. <laughs> I like Jalen Waddle. I think he's, I think he's super talented. He probably would have went top ten, top twelve, um, had he not gotten hurt. Uh, but yeah. if Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase are on the board, I'm okay on Jalen Waddle. If those both, if they're both gone, I don't think I would go wide. Depending on where the Eagles pick, of course. I mean, yeah. right now, I think they are projected to pick what tenth or ninth, seventh, or, seventh right now. Okay. Okay, so if they're picking, a, I was looking at a few mock drafts, and some of them are saying that the that Jamar Chase will go before the Eagles pick, but Devontae Smith will still be available, probably around the tenth pick. 
Yeah, um, I've, for most mocks, I've seen Jamar's going pretty much top five, top six. Yeah. So, I mean, the Eagles could still get back down into that area, you know, if they lose their last two. Yeah, and but, you also have those quarterbacks like um, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. So that's probably the top four picks. Or And Panay Sewell out of Oregon. So. Yeah, Sewell. Well, um, so I don't know about – see, I haven't heard a lot about Trey Lance lately. Um it's because he has only played one game this year. Right, right. So, that's fair. That's so I, I actually think uh, Kyle Trask actually might, might sneak his way in the first round. It's going to be a, a huge uh, draft for quarterbacks again. So, I mean, that, that helps the Eagles. So I think you're going to see probably five first-round picks. I, I still like Trey Lance. I, I would say you're probably looking at Lawrence Field, um, Wilson, Lance, and Trask. I would mm-hmm. say all those are probably going round one. Yeah. So – Eagles, I think the Eagles will probably target wide receiver or either linebacker or corner. But with this team, you don't know what they're going to do. They might have some outlandish pick that we don't even know about. So, Yeah, it seems like last year we, we kind of knew they were going to go wide receiver. This year, I I, I think I still got to wait for the season to play out to kind of know and, – and to know where they're picking exactly to know, get a better idea of who they'll take. But I think – it's a little bit more up in the air than it was last year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they go, you know, offensive line or, or something like that. It, <laughs> a wrench and everything. But also think about this. You, we don't know what the future about, future of Jason Kelsey is. He could retire this year. At, well, after mm-hmm. this year. So you kind of need to – I doubt they're going to pick an offensive lineman. I think they'll probably do that, like, you know, later rounds. But I think wide receiver or line, linebacker – especially if Micah Parsons is there. But I think they're going to go with the receiver. Because, you know, they have their – they have their, they follow the Eagles fan base a lot. They probably have people who do that for them. Mm-hmm. So they probably have an idea of what the fans want. And they saw a lot last year what happened with the Jalen Hurts pick. Mostly everybody hated that pick. So I was kind of like they had to play their cards right this year and not fuck it up. Much. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big draft because, like I said, they they don't have a lot of flexibility in free agency. So, in order to get real talent on this team, <laughs> that's why I just like going into twenty twenty one. It's it's a little bitter or not bittersweet. It's not the right word, but it's a little like I don't know. I'm still just very very like nervous about how this team is going to fare in twenty twenty one. Just based on the fact they're not going to be able to get much more talent. Just you know, they don't have the money for it, so they they got to hit these draft picks. They got to hit them, and they have to have rookies produce year one, which they typically do not have. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. We'll talk to you guys later. Fly, go fly.